I knew absolutely fucking nothing about having sex with women. Turn left, turn left. Faster, slower. Closer, lower, louder, harder, better, lighter. Yeah, lighter. Do it lighter. Stop. It's a tutorial. Like a signal from brain to brain. Sounds narcissistic. No, sounds great. It's Fucking English, podcast on how to get along with those who turn us on, especially if English is not your first language. I'm Lena. I'm from Russia. You could already tell that by my tough accent. But now I live in Europe and have to adapt, and actually it's a huge adventure. Hi, I'm Elena, and I've lived in too many countries and kissed too many people and have tons of wild stories to tell that I can't tell my wife. I live in Portugal with my wife and my dog. And yeah, I'm happy to talk about all things sexy in this podcast. Well, you're developing as a character because in the first episode you were... I was, I, I had a fiancé and it's still the same person. And now you got a dog. And now I got a dog, yeah. And now I'm, I'm like bitten all over by a dog. Yeah. Like you're a serious family person. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Give me strength. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, especially with a dog. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm developing as a character. But actually, now podcast things are getting real, too, because mm-hmm. like every episode we promise it will be about sex, but our characters never, It's never get late. It. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in this episode, like we left them under the blanket the last time. Finally. So, well, there is a lot of ways back, but hopefully there is no turning back for them. Yeah. And English is not our first language, so we need assistance. That's why we invited Mr. Brett. He's our English teacher. Good morning, everybody. This is Mr. Brett, and it's time for some fucking English. And because things are getting real, today we need even more help than usually. And not only Mr. Brett helps us today, we invited really cool specialist, sex ed blogger Maria Chesnakova. Hey, that's me. And she is reviewing our English lessons. We want to be sure that it's very ethical, very helpful. And also she will give us some comments on our discussion. Yeah, that's amazing. Finally, we are having a threesome in our podcast. It's foursome. <gasps> It's foursome with Brett. I love Brett. Out. I'm such a lesbian. I'm sorry, Mr. Brett. I left you out. It's a foursome now. I'll tell you more. Besides us, four meatbags. In this episode, you'll hear the voice of a smart robot. It will appear so unexpectedly that I bet you won't even notice at what point it will replace one of us, human beings. It is an experiment. We do it together with AI-based voice-up interpreter, thanks to our partner Didactist Startup. So in the previous episode, Jessica and Chris discussed concerns, expectations and other things, and probably we will hear some hot sounds from that no, from, from under that blanket oh, oh please yes and some discussions like just from the middle of the process so Alena, uh, do you do you talk do i talk what in the middle of having the... sex i don't you don't and um, mm. have you ever had a situation when conversations during process spoiled it all for you Yes, I did. Actually, it was uh, with the, one of my exes. And to me, when you start having conversations in between sex, it means that something 
is going wrong. Like it becomes too technical, out of the flow kind of thing. So I like to be in the flow. And when I'm being directed constantly, I understand that like I'm doing something wrong and then I'm, I, I shut down. I mean, of course, conversation and communication is important in sex. But in my kind of understanding, when my ex started to do that, that was actually the sign everything was over. <laughs> when she started directing me like, oh, left, right, right, left, faster, slower, things like that for me, it meant that uh, the spark was gone. So we couldn't just dive into the whole thing, you know, and just be overwhelmed by emotions. We need to, we need to like build the Lego together. <laughs> I think like that. that is why we are not married. No. I once had a partner like you and okay. it didn't work out because I am a talker. Uh, you are talk You can talk. Well, actually, I can imagine sex without touching each, each other. Oh, yeah. It's just not necessary for sex. But mm -hmm. without talking, what is really? that really actually ah, that's, would be? Ah, uh, no. Okay. Yeah, that's why we're not married. I'm, I'm not sure if it was exactly like you because he also didn't like to talk before and after. Mm -hmm. And for him, it was like everything should go naturally. If we talk yeah. about it, that something is wrong. And I was like, well, it is wrong and you don't understand it from the floor. So I trying to help you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And well, eventually we have split it up because I tried to say that I'm not okay. And he refused to discuss it because discussion is bad. No, I, I believe in discussion, but I actually believe in discussion post coitum, you know, like after sex or maybe even before sex, actually, but not in the middle of sex. What I do, though, what I do, though, I ask for feedback in terms of like, is it comfortable or is it uncomfortable? Does it hurt? Is it too much? Or is it like I ask questions, but I don't like being directed. So now we will find out what our characters would do. Maybe it will be our usual lesson or we will hear like... Sounds, breathing, heavy sounds, heavy breathing, and exclamations, <laughs> and nothing <It's> more. Slaps. <laughs> yeah. So right about now, I'm imagining Chris's apartment is sounding something like this: bounce, wow, 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 bounce, wow, wow, or maybe it's more like this. Insert sex noises here. I'm just kidding. That's not really what this episode is about. Chris and Jessica are a bit preoccupied with each other at the moment, but we still have some other things to discuss. So, they've moved to the bedroom, they're under the blanket, and the situation is getting hotter. Chris reaches out to kiss Jessica, and she responds enthusiastically. They've started pulling off their clothes piece by piece. She brushes his hair out of the way, then pulls him close again. He looks into her eyes. They're burning with passion when suddenly... Okay, you didn't think I was going to just, like, give a play-by-play -play of what exactly they're doing with each other, did you? I honestly think that would be a little bit boring. But you know what's not boring? Grammar. So, Jessica runs her hand down Chris's exposed back. He whispers in her ear, This is amazing. I melt at your touch. Can you do that again, but this time a little lighter? See what he did just there? It's actually very smart. He let Jessica know that he's still into her, and then said how he prefers to be touched. This way, Jessica knows how he wants to be touched next time, without feeling like she did something wrong. This is an important point about communication. 
Even if you're not much of a talker during sex, sometimes you need to have a few phrases so things work out better with your partner. With the right tone, it should work out just fine. In this case, comparative adjectives and adverbs are extremely useful to describe how we like to be touched. With short adjectives like light or slow, we can just add an ER to the end to say, do it lighter or rub me slower. If you want the opposite, you can obviously say, do it harder or rub me faster. There's a different rule, actually, for longer adjectives because, well, eh, do we actually need this here? I mean, this is fucking English. This isn't how to write an essay in English. Okay, whatever. Uh, I'd say screw the long adjectives for now and just keep it simple. Use words like slower, closer, lighter, higher, lower, louder, harder, better, faster, stronger. Use them, really. These adjectives are your friends. Another way to help your partner get it right is to say, not so, and then put in your adjective, as in not so hard. But beware if you say not so fast, because there could be a slight misunderstanding. Because not so fast is also the kind of thing a parent might say to a teenager, like if little Joey wants to go out, but his parents say, not so fast, young man, did you do your homework? As an English teacher, I actually hope little Joey did his homework, but this probably isn't the kind of image you want to bring up during sex. Of all of these words, I used higher. <laughs> well, actually, I started with this word, but I had to move to other explanations. It wasn't enough. It didn't work, Mr. Brett. When I was a teenager, I participated... Of the consensual class. age, please... Well, there was no sex there. It's okay. a long story. Which ends, uh... I'm trying to be safe here. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. You're very safe, like yeah. very safe. I already told you this story from another angle about a guy I invited to spend a night together. And I knew this guy for 15 years and I liked him when I was a teenager. So it's exactly a story about that. And during the protest, I wanted to ask uh, him to move his fingers higher. Well, I used this word, but he didn't understand. <laughs> then I offered him to, I could put my hand over his hand and could show him how Guide to move. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but he understood when I moved my fingers down, like press harder, but didn't understand when I tried to make it lighter. And I really needed lighter. And higher and he didn't understand that <laughs> and he and, was speaking the same language though yeah it's the, the same language and after that i actually i don't remember if i drew a picture <laughs> but i definitely remember how i asked him to give me a paper and a pen because i really wanted to draw him a picture seems like he tried to use his fingers to imitate penetration but he didn't understand that the joy for a woman is just not there somehow in all his moves whatever i uh, how i tried to guide him he avoided my cleat and like all the means i tried didn't work mm -hmm. and actually i was really disappointed because when i was a teenager and went to this theater club it had some exercises which could develop the skills in him <laughs> and indirectly nothing like mm -hmm. wrong with here for example uh, we had an exercise when two people play one of them leave the room and the audience decide what this person should do. Mm -hmm. For example, we expect her to go to the window and open it. Then this person comes back to the room and uh, a guide puts one hand on the neck 
from behind and another uh, hand on an arm and sends like a signal from brain to brain, like tells what to do without words, without moving physically arm and head. And surprisingly, it did work. At first, I thought that maybe a person who tries to lead the person subconsciously pushes a little bit towards the needed action. But I tried to do it myself. And I knew that I didn't do it. I controlled myself as hard as I can. And I I know I didn't do that. I only send a signal, like, do that, do that. Step forward, another step forward, turn left, turn left. So person feels your thoughts somehow. Mm -hmm. And I was the person who was leading. And I knew that I, at first, for example, I turned to one side and somehow I felt that it was wrong. It it just was like, in this side, I feel energy and in this side, Mm -hmm. I don't. Mm -hmm. And he was a person who grew up doing these exercises. So I thought that like explanation or like just wanting it so much could just drive him to do what I want. But actually... To perform this exercise, you need, if, if you are a guided person, if you don't know what you're doing, you're just following the feeling, you need to turn off your expectations or your, your own thoughts. You just need to feel and do nothing. And seems like with my expectations in sex, uh, he had too much of his own thoughts, how it should be. So... He didn't think that it's the right thing to do to touch mm-hmm. this uh, monster. Area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so none of these adjectives could help me. Too bad. I've just said that talking kind of throws me off my game a little bit. But there is a way for me to find out, you know, whether the partner likes what I'm doing or not, or whether I'm letting the partner know what I like or not. And this could be sounds, not words per se. So (laughs) I got to say with my wife, it's simple. She definitely lets me know if I'm doing something right. So it's unmistakable. When I'm talking about the flow, I'm actually talking about sounds as well. So if the partner is making certain noises, right, I'm understanding that I'm doing something right. You know, and I need to keep on doing what I'm doing. And if these sounds of pleasure stop, that means I need to change the direction. You know, I need to change the... I should be filmed right now because I'm actually making this these gestures of what I'm doing. <laughs> like this. This is, this is how I'm explaining what needs to be done in sex. <laughs> it's a tutorial. Uh, I'll leave it to your imagination. So anyhow, for me, sounds mean a lot. And there are, in my view... A universal language. I understand. <laughs> I understand the purpose of our podcast to be is to be able to communicate during, before, and after sex. But for me, during could be just. <sighs> it's a uh, very confusing for me because when I'm concentrated on my feelings, I'm too pre- preoccupied for that. And for, for making example, any sounds? Yeah, for example, I really, really like when somebody stroking my bare back. Mm-hmm. And I do sounds during this process, but it spoils uh, the process for me. Mm-hmm. But I know that if I don't do it, a man will stop doing it because he doesn't understand that I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So I need to spoil it for me. So a little bit spoiled, it still continues. Mm. Okay. You are okay with with talking during sex and it doesn't kind of interfere with the flow. 
But in my experience, there is a different stages. So when, when things are only started and we are warming up, it's very nice to talk because it can be a part of the game of the teasing each other or something because words are touching people. And when it's closer to the orgasm, it's difficult to even make a sound because like my body is rigid. Actually, my fingers are so tense that I cannot open the palm. Mm. And like I'm in a other space, I'm not even sure if I have voice. <laughs> so even to make a sound gets difficult. And actually making some noises can also confuse people, people, like a lot of people in the room, uh, sometimes confuses partners because they think I'm enjoying it, but also I do it for myself to start enjoying it. Ah, okay. Because it helps me turn on my own mm. sounds. Ah, okay. Sounds no. narcissistic. No, sounds great. So let's check if Jessica and Chris will go to the sound level. So, things are getting better and better, <laughs> the comparative form of good. And we're about to learn some of the things that you can say or maybe even scream during sex, because both Jessica and Chris are quite vocal. At first, they pray, Oh God, oh Lord. If it helps, you can imagine God giving a big thumbs up from behind the clouds when you say this. Later, they curse, Fuck, damn, oh my fucking God. If it helps, you can imagine God giving a big thumbs down from behind the clouds when you say this. The whole time, though, they make sure to praise and say positive things about each other. Things like, you're so hot, you're so sexy, you're so wild. Or, you're fucking great. Or, you taste amazing. If you're maybe not so vocal, which is also totally fine, you could stick with the classic, yeah, oh yeah. Because at least that way you're not being completely silent, which could send a confusing message to your partner. But for Chris and Jessica, it sounds like everything is going great. Until we hear the sound of a spank. And then Chris saying, um, that's nice, but not right now. Maybe when I'm more turned on. Jessica, what did you do, you naughty girl? Well, like Chris, you also might need a phrase or two to let your partner know if something isn't going right. Try saying, I'm not turned on enough for this, or I'm not ready yet, or wait, not right now, or careful, or if necessary, stop, that hurts. Oh, and also one last thing, Jessica, you really need to get consent before spanking someone next time. I have a story that started off quite romantically because it was on the Canary Islands and we were at a fancy hotel. I flirted with uh, with this guy who was very kind of cute and very nice. And, you know, at some point it was getting towards sex, but he was so in indelicate. I don't know. Do you know, like the eraser, you know, like uh, when you erase the... Uh, you know, you write something in a, in a pencil <laughs> and you try to erase that. So he was trying to erase my clitoris and my vagina, literally. He was like the eraser and he was trying to erase something that was written. So I decided I still need that. And uh, I had to stop. I mean, even though like it was super romantic and the guy was very cute. And like, I really did try to say, hey, you know, like maybe, you know, just be a bit more gentle. But he wouldn't listen. Like he was really trying to erase my clitoris. We spoke English. So I said, lighter, do it lighter. A bit slower, a bit higher. 
So all those words that Mr. Bread is using and teaching you, I use them. They're usable, you know, use them, people, <laughs> to direct if you need, if you feel the need to direct. But because we didn't spend that much time together, the chemistry was not at its highest when we started engaging in a sexual activity, you know? So we needed some time to adjust and feel, you know, like attracted to each other. But I think we just jumped into, uh, straight into the sexual intercourse. And this is why it didn't, didn't work out, to be honest. And he was too, non-gentle gentleman. Unfortunately, I had to stop it. I pulled the plug. You know how I stopped it? I actually said, oh, I don't think it's working. <laughs> and he's like, what's not working? I'm like, this is not working. Like this, you doing this is not working. It's not doing what it's supposed to do. I was like, maybe we'll just hug. We'll just hug out. Look, there's the starry sky. You know, there's the ocean somewhere. So maybe we'll just hug it out. And we actually hugged it out. He was not too offended or anything about that. We hugged and that worked fine. At least my clitoris is still intact. So it was a good move. And here our expert, uh, Maria Chesnakova, will give us advice how to stop something that doesn't work without ruining the entire mood. Yes. If you don't like something, it's very important to say it out loud. This can be done in completely ordinary words. You do not need to choose any wording here because your pleasure and your feelings and your safety still take the main place. And there is no such sex worse enduring your discomfort for. Telling your partner, look, it hurts in this position. Could you do it slower? I can't feel anything in such a way. If you don't know how to stop the practice, you can always say, babe, I need a break. And afterwards, as soon as you are in a calm state, you can talk through what exactly you didn't like and why you shouldn't do it again. Do you remember I promised you an unexpected experiment with AI? It was just it. The thing is, Maria Chesnakova is a great sex ed blogger. She tests toys, shares personal experience, and talks about important things. You can find it on Instagram. I'll leave you the link in the episode description. She is awesome. But fucking English is not her first language. She is definitely one of us, right? So we thought, what if we all could speak English or Portuguese or any other language with the help of AI? So we decided to check it out. So this comment was created by Maria, but it was recorded half in her live voice and half in didactis voice-up interpreter. Did you notice which part is which? And now, let's travel in time to when we had no AI, only Google Translator. I have this kind of story too, but it was sex with a guy who didn't speak English, so we used a translator. The worst thing which can ruin the mood when during sex I ask him to hand me the phone, to translate, <laughs> and I'm writing to him. And he looks at the translation from English to French and looks confused and embarrassed and just like, what the hell is mm. that? I give the phone again and try to tell him what I want to say. And he looks at the translation and just even more confused. So eventually I translated what I wanted and then back to see what he sees. And it was something like, uh, there is no light. <laughs> okay. Or the plug is off. 
Wait. Or something else. I mean, something the else. plug. I, I don't remember what exactly it off. was, but it looked like uh, like we have uh, lamp problems. Well, I mean, I would Life say that about work. the plug, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, it could be used in the right context. Uh, actually, I I noticed many times that translators they are bad, bad with sex bad. lexic because it's a lot of euphemisms or metaphors and when you write something like i'm not turned on for this yet <laughs> like turn on in french yeah. it translates like literal like some plug is off yeah or yeah. Uh, light is off mm-hmm. there is no light <laughs> and with no sexual meaning at all I so i have no idea how to translate it <laughs> to french we should ask the french listeners who are might be listening to us. Could you please tell us in French how would you translate I'm I'm not turned on? So let's go back to Jessica and Chris and let's check if the corrections killed or didn't kill the mood. As their evening progresses, both Chris and Jessica want to make sure the other one knows that they want to keep going. Here are some good phrases to use with your partner to show that you're enjoying what they're doing. That feels so good. Do it again. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, just like this. And don't stop. And those are all of the phrases that you will ever need anytime. If you're in a sex scene in a movie where for some reason everyone simply delights in everything their partner does, even if it's a random person they just met. But As we've mentioned before, real life isn't like the movies, and therefore neither is fucking English. Jessica knows her body, and she knows her needs. Remember how confidently she brought up the clitoral vibrator in the previous episode? She's more than bold enough to ask for something specific during sex. For example, Don't take it off yet. I want you to stroke my clit through my clothes so it's less intense. Or, Try to tease me. Move your tongue around the clit, but without touching it. Or, I want to feel two fingers inside me and your thumb on my clit. To talk about your desires, you may need to use some of the nouns for body parts. You know, vulva, clit or clitoris, lips or labia, nipples. Also for guys, balls or testicles, penis, both the shaft and the head, which is also known as the glands, as well as nipples. I mean, some of these words might sound a little bit um, awkward or maybe medical, so find whatever feels most comfortable for you. If all else fails, you can always guide their hand and say, here. You might also need some verbs to talk about your desires. Stroke, put into, spank, caress, press, undress, finesse, move your fingers, move your hips, move your tongue and move your lips. But again, if you forget what to say, or if you can't make up any rhymes while having sex, you can always guide them and say, do it like this. The first time, you might have to use some words and then just pantomime the rest, which is alright. But if you communicate well, the next time you can just say, do that finger thing again. So, while Chris and Jessica put their new phrases into practice, I'll leave them alone and head back to the classroom. I've been Mr. Brett, and as always... Remember to keep it safe and keep it consensual while you're fucking English. In my early twenties, I read the book uh, "Sex Bible" by Paul Johannes, mm. and actually, I liked the offer to mark what do you like, 
and to hand this book to your partner to read. Ah. So you don't discuss directly, but when you read, you just see some notes on the I did that. I did that with my wife. She was the first person I did that with, actually. Did it work? Uh, yeah. Well. <laughs> we, we got married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, we did that before marriage. So, I mean, yes, it's. Uh, I think it's called kind of mapping kind of thing so you're mapping what's uh, what you like and you what you might not like we did that separate from each other and then we compare the answers so yeah oh cool yeah that's very cool i just subscribed for oh my gs oh yeah and well they do research about sexuality female sexuality and describe how it happened okay. uh, they survey women to find out what practices do do they use or what they like or what don't they like it's mm-hmm. not only validation for me just to see that i'm i'm a normal i'm a usual woman mm-hmm. but also like a huge pack of advice ideas and something and i would use it for a partner too i mean i really advise it it's it's very nice resource yeah. Just worth it. I could. I take your advice on that. <laughs> yeah, I really I recommend it. It's mm-hmm. cool. And it's not an advertisement. I, mm-hmm. I I really enjoy it. But actually, I haven't figured out yet how to give these ideas to partner. For example, I have a story when I tried and it turned out bad. Oh. So bad. Um, I explained my partner that I um, like when when I really want his fingers close to my vagina or somewhere there. I want him to tease me and not giving me what I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit and then go back, a little bit and then go back. It's so we discussed it before. <laughs> and during sex, first of all, he started it when I didn't want his fingers there. So instead of teasing, it was like a threat or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, come here! <laughs> yeah, and second, he turned it in a game which for me sounded a little bit like a peekaboo game with a kid. Like, I'm there. No, no, I'm not there. I'm close. Uh, I'm teasing you. No, it's not there. Oh, and it was, it turned out so like out of mood. And I actually didn't want his fingers there by, by that moment. Hmm. So all the explanations backfired to me. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Well, it's a normal process. It happens. Yeah. It just, yeah. I stopped it and it's, that's it. Nothing, nothing oh. harmful. Well, after all my stories, you know that I'm not that good at giving instructions. It all backfired to me and not well, work very well. Just... So I'm very happy that we have a specialist, Maria, who can give us some advice how to instruct people and maybe some lexic for some techniques. I like to discuss sex uh, right after sex, when both are filled with endorphins and oxytocin and attuned to each other. I like to use the formula, make compliments about how cool it was, uh, offer to try something new or give some kind of comment or some kind of tip on how to find the key to your orgasm and ask what the person thinks about it and maybe he has some special ways he wants to share. Phrases you can use. Do you want me to show you the key to my orgasm? Do you need me to show you exactly how I like it when the clitoris is stimulated? I have a sensitive area that needs special stimulation. If you want, I can teach you how to treat it. As you can see, Maria Chesnakova and Smart Robots worked together on this comment too. But which was the robot's voice? We are very curious if you could distinguish it by ear. So please write us in the comments. The robot was before the gong sound or after. And now it's time to hear the last dramatic story. 
It's very human if you think about it. I have a dramatic story. So basically, my first woman was my university professor. So it was super secret. Yes. And she was married and, you know, all things that are related to that. She was telling me, like, I want you, but I don't know how to have sex with women at all. And I was like... I don't know how to have sex with women too because I've never done it. So, and and actually because there were no resources, like there was no internet I could use at that point. I couldn't Google it. I couldn't do anything pretty much, you know? So I remember that moment very vividly. I think it was May and I was standing on the bus stop. I was going to go to her house and I knew we were going to have sex at that very, at that very day. Like I had my best underwear on and everything. So... The thing is, I knew absolutely fucking nothing about having sex with women. And I was like plunging into that process isn't, you know, like jumping from a rooftop into the cold water. And the thing is, I've never even touched a, a woman's body before. I've never touched it sexually. I didn't know like what might work or what didn't work with her. So I really trusted the the flow. I like I started experimenting like on her, like what she liked, what she didn't like. And I did that like out of the blue. I had no fucking clue. And the only guy didn't lie for me was like her reaction. That's is so cool because it's, uh, yeah. it's the opposite of my problem. Uh, you didn't have expectation or no. script written no, in your head. No, nothing. What I normally like to do, if you imagine like a space, so I'm, I'm a space. So I invite people in and I don't give them direction. So they're like in the space and I watch them doing some stuff. So some people like to, I don't know, hang pictures on the walls. Some people like to, I don't know, move around furniture. Some people like to paint something. And some people shit on the floor. Okay. So, so this is what, like, this is how I figure out what the person is. I let them into my private space, but I don't give them any directions. And I'm like, you know, you're free to roam and they're roaming. And this is this is what I do in sex as well. I'm like, if I direct them that I like my ears and my feet, they might not be able to to and I will not be able to discover that I also like the nose or I don't know, the eyebrow or whatever, the left nipple, because I've too focused on like, I know I like this. So you're supposed to like doing that to me, you know, whereas this person could be the best kisser of, of the left nipple in the world. And I'll be missing out because I'll be like, yeah, do this. My toes, go. Uh, so have you ever had a, a fantasy of somebody painting your back? No, but I would love to try it. I would love to try it. I would like to invite the person in. And the person so says, if, if I had a partner, yeah. I would offer it by words. That's good. So that in that case, to paint I need on to, your back, to paint on to, your back, to paint, to paint on my, to paint on their. Yeah, but if if you like, okay, hypothetically, if you if you offered me to paint on my back, I'd be happy. I'd be like, yeah, fuck yeah, explore. But I would not like if you t if you told me that you like painting on your back, I'll be like, okay, I'll do that. But you might not be able to discover. That again, like I'm the best kisser of of Why? the of the nose. I don't Why? Know. Why? Because I'd be focused too much on painting, I, and I might not be good at it. You know, like I might not be even good at painting on the backs. You know, like I would do it because you asked me. But to. if if I asked you to do something, you would do only that and didn't offer <laughs> me something else. Yeah, well, <laughs> you sound offended. Of course I would. Of course I would. 
So I would find out that you are the, the best nose kisser. Okay, okay. Yeah, I am the best nose kisser. Please know this. <laughs> It was fucking English, made by Hatchup Podcasts. In the next episode, we will learn how to talk before, during, and after sex. And Mr. Brett will help us choose the best words. In this episode, our expert was sex ed blogger Maria Chesnakova. If you want to see her stories, reviews on sex toys, and useful tips, join her Instagram. The link is in the episode description. And our partner for the episode is the AI-based learning platform Didactist. Among other things, they have a voice-up interpreter called Synchronist. And in this episode, you heard what it is capable of. If you want to know more about them, go to didactist.com. The link is in the description too. So normally at this point, we say this is one of the five pilot episodes. But as you could notice, it's episode number six, which means both you and I, I mean, you, the audience, and us, the co-host of this podcast, like that. So we're moving on and we're continuing with our podcasts and we'll be recording even more episodes for you in the nearest future. But we still really appreciate your support, your comments, your likes, your subscriptions. Please leave your comment in the app where you listen to podcasts so we will know what you think about our project. We are really curious. Put five stars or a heart and tell all your friends. Especially those who travel, work abroad and struggle with relationships and sex in English. And after releasing each episode, we add new audios to our Patreon. So go there. Some of the materials are free. Some of them need donations. Love each other and talk to each other. And do your homework. See you in two weeks. Bye.